Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to episode 1736 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Everybody is scared of losing Fire Nation, but in my book, I teach you how to finally win. Visit howtofinallywin.com to learn how to create your dream life one step at a time. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Adam Sosinski. Adam, are you prepared to ignite? Oh yeah, I am on fire and ready to go. Adam is a life coach, mind mapper, blogger, visual thinker, and doodler. He is a founder of IQmatrix.com, where he shares mind maps that explore personal productivity, emotional intelligence, and many other self-development topics that provide a framework on how to live a more optimal life. Adam, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. My typical day involves working on mind map developments, content creation, and marketing the website. Uh, however, many people probably don't know about me is that I'm also a junior kids basketball coach on that sort of personal side of things. Basketball coaching is another passion of mine. I coach because I love seeing kids develop and grow their basketball skills and abilities. However, to me, it's, it's not only about basketball coaching. It's also about instilling key life lessons into our training sessions. I use basketball as a metaphor for life. I explain to to kids that how we are on the basketball court is kind of how we are in real life. What I mean by this is is that we kind of handle, how we handle adversity, disappointment, victory, defeat on the basketball court is a reflection of how we handle these things in the real world and how we handle them when we face challenging situations. Do you know what I mean? I do. And I'll tell you what, I was not a good loser when I was growing up in basketball. Uh, That was my sport. And I just wasn't a good loser for any number of reasons. But as an entrepreneur, I've come to not only embrace, but in a lot of ways, love losing because that just shows me, hey, this is what I can learn. This is where I can pivot and adjust, move forward and finally win. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like basketball game brings a lot of uncertainty and life brings that uncertainty as well. So prepares us for different scenarios and how we deal with those situations is a good reflection of how we'll deal in real life sort of situations as well. So it's I think it's a good metaphor sort of to work with. Adam, what's your area of expertise? I mean, you have basketball coach, IQ matrix, you're a productivity whiz. Where would you say your specific expertise lies? I've been producing mind maps for probably about eight, nine years now. So I think my, my probably area, biggest area of expertise is mind mapping and uh, to a certain extent, visual thinking. I sort of launched into that area a few years back as well. So visual thinking and mind mapping, they're the two key areas that I focus on these days. What's something that we don't know about mind mapping that as entrepreneurs, we probably should? From my experience, uh, people usually, when they think about mind maps, they typically mention that they use them for brainstorming ideas. And mind maps are certainly fantastic tools for brainstorming ideas and for solving problems. However, mind maps also have many other uses that people probably are not familiar with. For instance, mind maps are fantastic for taking notes and memorizing information to, to begin with. And I guess the one main reason why that works so well is that mind map mirrors how we think or how the brain thinks. It mirrors how we make connections and associations in the brain. It essentially helps us 
put our thoughts on paper, bringing them to, to life before our eyes in the physical world, once there we can restructure them, reshape them, reimagine our thoughts in unique ways, which helps us to gather new insights and ideas. With this in mind, mind maps, I guess, can be used for planning, for communicating our ideas as a presentation tool for setting goals and for improving our decisions and capturing our ideas. And there's just so many possibilities. Uh, would you like to know um, two primary uses that I use my maps for? Well, I feel like I can't say no, so I guess I'll say yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, <laughs> then I'll share that with you. Okay. Well, I typically use my maps for two, two, in two ways. So, it's firstly, as a knowledge management tool. So, I use my maps to help us, uh, to I guess, help me track what I'm learning and researching. This mind map therefore becomes kind of like a central hub of all the knowledge and resources and information I've collected about certain topics. And the second primary way I use my maps is as a dashboard tool. So it's kind of like a, a car dashboard where you have everything you need at a glance in front of your eyes to see what's happening with the car. So my maps are fantastic for this purpose and help me to keep everything sort of in one place. So especially of value when, say, coaching or consulting clients, uh, keeping an updated mind map dashboard of your interactions with them helps you to see the big picture overview of everything you've been working on with them. So it's really fantastic tool for that sort of purpose. One thing that I love, Fire Nation, about mind maps specifically is that you're actually seeing an idea come to life. Like you're seeing the birth of an idea, then how it progresses to really execution stage. And also, a lot of times people kind of get to this idea when they don't use mind mapping and they're like, well, how did I get here? Like I kind of forget because there are so many lefts and rights and twists and turns. Like how did we actually even get to where we are right now? Because maybe you want to back up a little bit and adjust and move somewhere else. And a mind map gives you that exact roadmap of where you've come, where you've been. And it just is just visual representation of basically your thoughts and the evolution of your idea on paper. So I love it for all of those reasons. And Adam, you have haven't always been this mind mapping productivity whiz. Take us back in your entrepreneurial journey to the moments that you consider your worst entrepreneurial moments. And Adam, don't pull any punches, brother. Tell us that story. Okay. Well, my worst entrepreneurial moment was back in 2006, 2007. If I just give you a bit of background before we sort of get to that worst part. Uh, back then, I was, uh, I was a partner in an online discount e-commerce store. Back then, I was also all about um, trying to be rich. So I had a real passion. I guess there was no real passion sort of driving me. So the only passion I had was about making money. So I made choices that hopefully put more money in my pocket. And um, I dabbled in various entrepreneurial ventures before then and nothing really ever worked out. But I had a, um, I approached, a friend of mine approached me. He had a successful eBay business and he wanted to expand it. And he asked me to jump on board so we can set up an e-commerce store and, uh, you know, make millions of dollars. And so I thought, okay, fantastic. Sounds like a great idea. So we actually invested $30,000 in a state-of-the-art e-commerce website. It was, a, I guess, it's a huge amount to pay for something that, you know, that people probably get for free these days with, with WordPress and everything like that. But we didn't know any better. I mean, besides the eBay experience, we had no clue about how to succeed in an online e-commerce space. And, and we, but that, you know, it didn't really stop us from head, jumping headfirst into the business. Uh, we leased out a warehouse on 24-month lease, hired very smart, tech-savvy high school students to work on the back-end website developments and on other areas of the business. We had a packing shipping crew down on the warehouse floor. And I guess within within the first six months of the business, things were progressing along quite well. 
we were generating strong sales and the atmosphere was very positive. We had a high turnover, but unfortunately, very little, actually no profits. I have to say no profits at all. In fact, we were actually losing thousands of dollars per month and it was just killing the business. The main reason for this was that we had a high refund rate on several cheap imported products and there were all the all these other reasons as well that kind of snowballed. But the business was kind of, I guess, quickly sort of spiraling into significant debt. But we were still confident we could make it work and so we maxed out our credit cards. So we just started to pack on all this money onto our credit cards. However, that was only sort of like a temporary band-aid solution that uh, really didn't help us in the long run. Our business model simply wasn't working. And no matter how much money we invested in the business, things just didn't go our way. And within 18 months, the business got into almost $100,000 in debt. Mm. By that stage, we, we, I guess we couldn't afford to hire anyone. So we had to let everyone go. And we were managing the whole business by ourselves, whatever we could do. And um, during that time, I was also sleeping. Now, this is probably the, the, the part where I made, I was feeling absolutely miserable. I was sleeping at his parents' partly demolished house because they were demolishing their house uh, because <laughs> oh. they were building a new house. And uh, we, could, we could have stayed in there for about two months at that time, sort of in sort of period in between things. And I was sleeping on the floor in an empty bedroom, almost like a yoga mat. Uh, we were working 18-hour days, seven days a week, and sometimes we illegally slept at the warehouse because we had no other options. And I guess by that stage, things just um, they got worse by the day. Customers weren't happy. Suppliers weren't getting paid. We were behind on the lease, and we had debt collectors chasing us for money. I kind of felt I, – I actually – I absolutely felt miserable. It was, it was just – I felt hopeless, uh, if you know what I mean. I was – it was the lowest point of my entrepreneurial journey, and I literally felt as though – I would end up in jail because we didn't have the means to pay the money that we owed to everyone. So it was, yeah, that was my worst entrepreneurial moment. And what would you say, Adam, is the lesson that you learned from that? Do you think our listeners, Fire Nation, can really take away and, you know, hopefully not make the same mistakes? In general, we just have to be careful what kind of decisions we make, what kind of partnerships, who, which, what kind of people we align with. We have to think about the consequences of everything that we do. And I think for us, we didn't really measure or keep track of our financial situation. We're kind of thinking, okay, high turnover, we're turning over a lot of money, so we'll eventually make make profits, right? But it didn't quite work. So I think the, the biggest thing is just to know your figures and to make smart decisions from that point forward. Know your figures, Fire Nation. I brought Michael McCallowitz on the show not too long ago, and he wrote this great book called Profit First. And that's a book that really every entrepreneur needs to get their hands on so they can really understand, number one, what are the numbers that are running into your business? And number two, where are you taking off the table before it all disappears to make sure that you can keep doing what you do because you're obligated to, to take some revenue, Fire Nation, so that you can keep doing the thing, pay the bills, put food in your mouth, uh, you know, have shelters, you're not living in a half-demolished house like Adam was. I mean, do all the things that it takes to run a business the right way. So definitely read Profit First so you know your numbers, know your facts, know the analytics, know those numbers. Now, Adam, let's talk about another story. This one's going to be one of the greatest aha moments that you've had to date. It's one of your ideas that just really took off. Take us to that moment when you had that idea, but then walk us through exactly how you turned that idea into a success. 
Well, I kind of had sort of two aha moments. One of them was a mini aha moment. Uh, so that kind of came with the realization that I was doing things all wrong. I realized that I needed to stop chasing the money. And that was like a big lesson for me. And instead, start following my true passions. So chasing, all, chasing money all these years was very stressful and it hurt my health. And so I eventually, like going back to that sort of days of um, when I was with the e-commerce, so I convinced my partner that we should go our separate ways and um, we had a lot of debt on upon our shoulders. But I, I decided that I'm going to focus on something that I love that's not money. And so for a short period of time, I worked for a friend of mine who owned a student seminar company. He, um, I created a mind map for him that broke down the process of how to cold call schools. And so schools were his clients and I was cold calling schools just to get them on board with the seminars and that. And he was absolutely blown away by this mind map that I created and asked me if I could create more of these mind maps summarizing English books that students were studying at the time. I thought it was an interesting idea and I agreed to do it. A few months later, he was successfully selling these mind maps online, and I was absolutely blown away. I, I just could not believe it. I never in the world imagined that anyone would want to purchase a mind map, and this, of course, led to my big aha moment. I thought, what if I could do something similar? What if I could combine my passion for mind mapping and for personal development to create mind maps that could help people improve their life? And, and that's exactly what I did. I decided to become a life coach and I got a life coaching accreditation. While at the Life Coaching Institute, I started creating mind maps based on what I was learning and, and reading. And, and this helped me to better understand the material. Also used the mind maps as a template to help me coach clients when I started coaching clients. I eventually got, um, got these mind maps online and IQ Matrix was launched in 2009. And over a period of eight years, I've created almost 400 self-growth mind maps that I sell through the website. I now earn a passive income, have a flexible schedule, and I'm happier now, I guess, than I've ever been along my entrepreneurial journey. And I guess the thing was that the experience I had with the failing e-commerce store gave me the confidence to pursue another online venture. I learned a lot about the online space during that time, and this provided me with the knowledge I needed to get Archimetrics off the ground. And I guess without that experience, I probably wouldn't have gone into this with much confidence, and maybe I wouldn't have even gone down this path at all. Fire Nation, stop chasing the money is another way of saying stop chasing success. But now let me explain. There's a great quote that changed everything for me. It's a quote by Albert Einstein, and that quote is, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And that's what I was doing in my 20s. I was chasing the money. I was chasing success. But then I saw that quote by Albert Einstein, and he, he was saying, hey, try not to become a person of success. And I'm like, what? Why not? But then he was saying, become a person of value. And it clicked, and the aha moment happened for me when I said, hey, how can I actually not focus on the money, not focus on the success, but focus on the value that I'm giving others? And that turned into EO Fire, a free daily podcast. Because if you, Fire Nation, are going to focus on the value that you're providing others, the success will find you, the money will find you. And you know, to Adam's point, when he was sharing his story, you got to keep your eyes open, Fire Nation. There's opportunities all around us every single day. And guess what? You should not be creating solutions to every problem that you're going to see because 
it's not a focus. Your, your head's going to pop off because there's too many problems out there. But when the right problem presents itself, jump on that opportunity and just start creating value and see where it goes and it might lead to a dead end and that's okay. Back out, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open and be ready for that next opportunity. And then when you hit it out of the park, just keep that foot on the gas pedal. Now, Adam, just one sentence. What do you want to make sure that our listeners get from your aha moment? I think the biggest thing is just to, like what you mentioned, I think keep your eyes open because there's opportunities everywhere around us. And uh, if you keep your eyes open and then you've got to, um, I guess, take those opportunities, you've got to go with them and see where it sort of takes you down the track. Adam, what are you most excited about right now? Well, IQ Matrix is a big passion of mine and I will continue to be, I guess it will continue to be a big focus in the foreseeable future. However, I also have another passion that I'm focused on right now that has to do with doodling and visual thinking. I have a sister site called IQ Doodle. There I take people through a 40-day how to doodle course where they learn everything they needed to know, you know, to start with doodling. So uh, this is kind of, um, it's, but it's not only, I guess, not only about doodling, but also about expressing ourselves creatively. I created the site to help empower people to to learn how to think and express their ideas visually. It's therefore about visual thinking and using visual thinking principles to live a better quality of life. And I've created various tools, courses, and resources to help us do just that. And uh, and essentially, um, I guess that's what I'm most fired about right now and what the possibilities could be with this in the future. Well, Fire Nation, I'm fired up about the lightning round, and you should be too as soon as we get back from thinking our sponsors. You know what's really frustrating? It can sometimes be a little embarrassing when you spend a lot of time in bandwidth creating something you're sure is going to work, and then it bombs. Kind of like when you create a Facebook ad for a client or for your own business, and the money goes out, but nothing comes back in. Losing money, no matter whose it is, is no fun. And when you're working with clients, losing their trust is definitely not something you want to do. So why struggle trying to figure it out on your own when you can just copy Billy Jean? My friend Billy Jean is hosting a free training where he's going to select a random attendee and then build an entire Facebook advertising campaign from scratch, the ad copy, the landing pages, and everything in between. He's also going to show you the same process he's used working with some of the world's largest franchises to get ROI. Claim your spot today at INeedThisTraining.com. That's INeedThisTraining.com. Fire Nation, if you're looking for a strong work setup at home and a computer you can take with you anywhere, HP's Business Store has you covered. With elegant designs that are rugged and travel tested, their computers and accessories are perfect for helping you stay productive in and out of the office. Ready to be inspired? Check out the HPZ DNA that's built into all HPZ workstations, which enables you to mix and match to build your ideal configuration. With prices starting at $14.65, HP Works Workstations are great for small business owners and small teams alike. So whether you have a small business that's looking to grow or you're established and ready to take the next step, HP's workstations with Intel Core i5 processors are for you. Right now, HP has an exclusive offer. Visit hp.com slash on fire and enter code on fire at checkout to get 15% off select HP workstations with Intel Core i5 processor. That's hp.com slash on fire code on fire. This special discount is valid through July 31st, 2017. Adam, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? 
Yes, absolutely. Let's hit it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I don't think there was uh, anything ever really holding me back from becoming an entrepreneur. Since graduating from high school, I have dabbled in various entrepreneurial ventures. However, the problem was that I, I never stuck to anything for long enough to truly succeed. And I was always blaming my failures on people or circumstances. See, I was... I had always had a business partner. There was always someone there besides me that I could blame for our problems. And I never took responsibility. And when it came down to making the tough decisions, I allowed my business partner to make those choices for me. And that's essentially, what I guess, what was holding back. It's, it's only when I decided to go on by myself, to get into this by myself, to fully rely on myself to make the business success, that things started to turn around for me. So in a sense... What was holding back from becoming an entrepreneur was a lack of belief, belief and faith in my own ability to take the entrepreneurial plunge on my own terms. That's the worst, Fire Nation. Blaming others, blaming circumstances. It's literally the worst. There's just no other word for it. If you're going to blame others, stick to your corporate America, stick to your cubicle, stick to the job that you hate because you're never going to make it as an entrepreneur. You have to take 100% responsibility for everything that happens, no matter how crappy, no matter how much you want to whine and blame others for it, 100% responsibility. Adam, what's the best advice you've ever received? It's a good question because the best advice is probably the worst advice I ever received, but I kind of turned it on its head and used it to my benefit. Back in 2007, my business partner's father told us that if we hadn't succeeded as entrepreneurs by this stage, that we should resign to the fact that we're just not meant to be entrepreneurs. He told us to just kind of get a regular job and secure our financial future. I guess this advice by itself in isolation is, isn't bad advice. It's great to have a full-time job as a security blanket and then run a side hustle. However, at the time, it just didn't sit well with me. It made me feel uncomfortable and actually motivated me to prove him wrong. And so I committed myself to, to do the opposite, to create a business that helped me to generate at the very least a full-time income as an entrepreneur. And in the early days of Icumetrics, things were tough and I doubted myself at times, but I kept persisting and I reminded myself of what he said and that kept pushing me forward. Fire Nation, if you're surrounded by family, by friends that are pulling you down, are telling you that you just shouldn't make it to go back to the safety, you know, they're just, they're really just pushing their own doubts, their own fears onto you. That's why I end every episode by saying you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you are. And if you're spending time with Nancy negatives and Dan Doolittles and downers, um, that's going to be your average too. So you need to figure that stuff out. Like don't cut your family out of your life if you love them. Um, But you know, Give them less of your focused time because you need to be spending time with people who are going to bring you up, not tear you down. Adam, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Well, I guess for many years, I I never considered myself to be a morning person. And after my high school years were over, I always struggled getting up before 9 a.m. And I prefer to stay up sort of late, work late, and rather than um, getting up early in the morning. And in the early days of IQ Matrix, I would work till about 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning. I would then sleep till almost midday the very next day. I, of course, thought I was being super productive, but the reality was that at night I was feeling sluggish and things were probably taking me twice as long to get done than they should. And I realized what was happening eventually, and through trial and error, I eventually committed myself to becoming a morning person and developed a morning routine that 
now includes exercise, reading, and visualization, mm-hmm. those three in particular. And I guess today I get up at 6 a.m., which is maybe not as early as many other entrepreneurs, but early enough for me to get a heck of a lot accomplished before midday when normally I would still be sleeping. So, <laughs> you know, so it's, I think, I think it's a good thing. And Hal Erod's book, The Miracle Morning, was something, was a book that really inspired me to make that habit stick. Fire Nation, the circadian rhythm is a real thing. Uh, it just is. All the studies show that, you know, our bodies want to start shutting down by the latest 10 p.m. and they want to start cranking back up at six. I mean, we're down with the, the moon and, you know, we're up with the sun. I mean, that's how it happens. For people that are like, John, I'm just a night person. I'm like, if you say you are, <laughs> then you're a night person. But wake up at 4 a.m. or, you know, let's be realistic. Wake up at 5 a.m. for the next 40 days. And tell me what time you're going to sleep at night now. You're probably going to bed a lot earlier and you're probably waking up a lot more refreshed because you're getting some legit seven, eight hours of sleep. Make it happen. Share an internet resource, Adam, that you think Fire Nation could benefit from. Uh, the internet resource I would like to recommend is Blinkist. It's Blinkist.com. I absolutely love reading books and I'm all about, you know, collecting as much knowledge as I possibly can, especially for my mind map developments. However, I don't always find the time to read books. And this is where Blinkist kind of comes into the picture. Blinkist summarizes top business and self-help books in about 15 to 20 minute chunks. They take key insights and ideas from each book and organize the information to easily digestible sections they call like Blinks. And these are like key actionable ideas and takeaways that are of most value toward understanding each book. I guess it's kind of similar to what I do using mind maps, except I don't summarize books, but rather specific topics into a mind map format. Blinkist does it using text and audio without the sort of mind map format. So yeah, I think it's a fantastic tool and especially for the entrepreneur who's a little bit short on time and hungry for knowledge. Well, you've mentioned Miracle Morning, but you obviously read a lot. So give us one book you think Fire Nation should be reading. The book I would like to recommend is The Back of the Napkin by Dan Rome. Uh, the book is about how to use doodles to help us communicate more effectively with other people. But it's, it's, only, it's also about, I guess, very much about communication. It's also about using doodles to help us solve problems, to think more effectively about our life, our business, and our circumstances. And it's, it's about using visual thinking principles to optimize how we think and interact with others. So very highly recommend it. And any of Dan Rome's books, because he's got a, quite a series of books about these sort of topics, are highly recommended. Adam, let's end today on fire, brother, with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. My parting piece of guidance is to reinterpret our failures as feedback. I I failed over and over again over a period of many years, and those failures didn't feel good. Uh, But each of them taught me valuable lessons that eventually led me to what I'm doing today. Uh, There's a lot about my journey that we hadn't discussed today, but um, have all those experiences helped me gain the the knowledge, the, the insight, the understanding required to make course corrections along the way that led me to this moment? All my failures provided feedback about what to do and also about what not to do and that I used to help me make better decisions moving forward. I think Steve Jobs once said that, something along the lines of, that you can't connect the dots looking forward. Mm. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust in the process and have faith that no matter how many failures you experience, that as long as you keep learning, growing and, and adapting, that everything will make sense years down the track. And the best way to connect with me is um, 
iqmatrix.com, um, iqdoodle.com. They're my two main websites. And you can also look me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so forth. I'll be more than happy to, to connect there. And I also have a, a gift for Fire Nation. And uh, so if uh, your listeners visit iqmatrix.com slash fire, you can download several mind maps that will help them to overcome adversity and failure. These mind maps will provide your listeners with the key insights and a framework they can use to tackle problems in more optimal ways. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Adam Sosinski and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Adam in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links, you name it, it's there. And of course, check out iqmatrix.com slash fire for that nice little gift from Adam. And Adam, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, JLD. It was a pleasure. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Adam today. And if you're ready to knock over that domino and start your chain reaction of awesome, check out thefreedomjournal.com. And plus, use promo code PODCAST for a nice little gift and a little discount for listening to the podcast. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side. My friend Billy Jean is hosting a free training where he's going to build an entire Facebook advertising campaign from scratch. The ad copy, the landing pages, and everything in between. Why struggle trying to figure out Facebook ads on your own when you can just copy Billy Jean? Claim your spot today at INeedThisTraining.com. That's INeedThisTraining.com.